For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Book of Hebrews, Yeshua, Our Melchizedek Priest. This is part two of the series. So Isaiah chapter 33 verse 22 says that the one that saves us, that is our judge, that is our king, he also is our lawgiver. So Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. And so that's what Hebrews is explaining in Hebrews chapter 9 verses 15 and 16 that through the death of the testator, it brought about the redemption of the transgressions that came about by breaking the covenant that was made at Mount Sinai. Now, in explaining different attributes and characteristics and associations of what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood unique, the point is made in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4 that Yeshua has a higher spiritual level and status than the angelic hosts. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 4, that God in these last days has spoken to us by his Son, being made so much better than the angels, and he obtained a more excellent name than they. And then Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13, but to which of the angels said he at any time, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool? This is a quotation from Psalm 110, verse 1, that says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And Psalm 110 goes on to say that the Lord has sworn and will not repent, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so Yeshua makes a reference to Psalm 110 and himself in Matthew in chapter 22, wherein it is written in verses 41 through 43. While the Pharisees were gathered together, Yeshua asked them, saying, What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they said, He's the son of David. And he says unto them, How then does David in spirit call him Lord, saying, And now Yeshua makes a reference to Psalm 110, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. And so Yeshua is asking the question, If 
this is referring to King David, then how do you rationalize that that is speaking about King David? It's speaking about the Messiah who was understood and seen to be a Melchizedek priest. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 45, Yeshua asked the question, if David then called him Lord, how is he his son? Verse 46, and no man was able to answer him a word, neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. And now from the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 18, he is going to show based upon the verse from Psalm 110, sit at my right hand and Yahweh said to my Adon, my Lord, sit at my right hand and Yahweh is at your right hand. According to the Midrash on Psalms, the second Lord in Psalm 110 verse 1 is the Messiah. The Lord said to my Lord, the Messiah, the Melchizedek priestly Messiah, sit at my right hand. And so we see that this is understood in Midrash Tehillim, Psalm 110 verse 1, to the Messiah it will be said, and in mercy the throne shall be established. So based upon it's the Midrashic understanding that Psalm 110 is speaking about the Messiah, that's what Yeshua was making a reference to, and that was the question that he was asking in Matthew chapter 22 when those were questioning Yeshua and whether he is the Messiah. And so Yeshua was pointing back to Psalm 110 that he is the Melchizedek priesthood Messiah that was expected to come. The next point that the book of Hebrews makes and what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood unique that he's just not an ordinary Melchizedek priest in the kingdom of God, that Yeshua is more exalted than Moses. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Messiah Yeshua, who is faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house. And so the house of Jacob is the house of Yeshua because we can see from Luke chapter 1 and verses 31 through 33, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Yeshua, referring to Mary. And he, that is Yeshua, will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give unto him the throne of of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And so the house of Jacob is the house of the Messiah who he rules and reigns over. Now in the book, the Torah Anthology to the Book of the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 343, it explains the Jewish understanding that the Messiah will be more exalted than Moses. The Messiah is called a great mountain because he will be greater than the forefathers of the Jewish people. As it says, Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be exalted and lifted up and will be very high. Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13. He will be higher than Moses and he will be higher than the ministering angels. And this Jewish thought expectation is what the 
book of Hebrews is teaching in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And the next point that the book of Hebrews is making about the uniqueness of Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood is that Yeshua is a faithful son of his father. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5, For unto which of the angels did he say at any time, You are my son, this day have I begotten you. And so Yeshua is not just a faithful son, but this faithful son is also king. Because in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5, it is making a reference back to Psalm chapter 2 and verse 7. I will declare the decree, the Lord has said, you are my son, this day have I begotten you. But what's the context of Psalm chapter 2? In the previous verse, in Psalm chapter 2, verse 6, it says, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. So what's the holy hill of Zion? It is Mount Zion. And Mount Zion, the heavenly Mount Zion, is where the throne of Yeshua is, and it's the city of the great king. Psalm 48, verse 2. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion, on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. And so it's King Messiah who is upon the holy hill of Zion. And King Messiah, it is said of him, in Psalm chapter 2, verse 7, you are my son, this day have I begotten you. So Yeshua is the son of God. Now, the title son of God means that he's faithful and obedient to his father to do his father's will. In John chapter 9, verses 35 through 37, it is written, Yeshua heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said, do you believe on the son of God? And he answered, and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Yeshua said unto him, You have both seen him, and it is he that talks with you. We can see that Yeshua, the Messiah, is the Son of God from John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written that you might believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. We can see the point being made in Hebrews chapter 3 that Yeshua is a faithful son. He's a high priest who is also a faithful son over his own house. That is the house of Jacob, or the redeemed house of Jacob is also called the body of Messiah. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and verses 5 and 6, it is written, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the high priest of our profession, Messiah Yeshua, who is faithful to him that appointed him, even as Moses was faithful in all his house. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant, but Messiah as a son over his own house. Yeshua is a faithful son of his father. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, for unto which of the angels said he at any time, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. This is quoting from Psalm chapter 89 verse 26. He will cry unto me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. 
creation. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5, it makes a point regarding the uniqueness of Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood that Yeshua is higher than all the kings of the earth. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, I will be to him a father and he shall be unto me a son. And so this is quoting from Psalm 89 verse 26. He will cry unto me, you are my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Then the next verse says, also I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Yeshua is the king of Israel. John chapter 1 verse 47 and verse 49. Yeshua saw Nathanael coming to him and said, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. And Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. We can see that Yeshua is the word of God and he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords in Revelation chapter 19 verse 13 and verse 16 as it is written and he was clothed with the vesture dipped in blood his name is called the word of God and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords and so what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood so unique from other Melchizedek priests in the kingdom of God well Yeshua is king and he also is God. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8, but under the sun he said, your throne O God is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. This is a quote from Psalm chapter 45 verse 6. Your throne O God is forever and ever. The scepter of your kingdom is a right scepter. And so Adam, he had the place and the position and the function of a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And he was to be steward over the kingdom of God on earth, but he was not God. He did not create the worlds. And so Adam's a Melchizedek priest in the kingdom of God, but he doesn't have the status and the place and the position of Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood. And Adam failed in his task and his responsibility in the garden, so he was kicked out of the garden. But Yeshua, he is faithful to his ministry, to his task, to his position. And from being faithful, Yeshua is going to be an heir of all things of his father. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 and verse 4, it is written, God, who at sundry times in diverse manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Verse 4, being made so much better than the angels, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The inheritance comes from faithfulness. So faithful sons in the kingdom of the God of Israel are joint heirs with Yeshua. John chapter 1 verse 12 it is written, but as many as received him to them gave he power to be called the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 it is written, but Messiah as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 it is written, if you are Messiah, if you believe that Yeshua is Messiah, then are you Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. 
We can see how faithful sons are joint heirs with Yeshua from Romans in chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Messiah. If so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together with him. And so we have to be tested, improved, and shown to be faithful just like Yeshua. And in our faithfulness unto the Heavenly Father on behalf of his kingdom, we will be joint heirs with Messiah. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. And Yeshua has put all things under his feet, meaning he's has authority and rule over all. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, it is written that God has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 and 22, it is written, which he wrought in Messiah when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Yeshua is anointed in his ministry, in his task, in his calling, in his Melchizedek priesthood. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, it is written, You have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. And this is a quote from Psalm chapter 45 verse 7. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above Above your fellows. We can see that Yeshua was anointed in his ministry to accomplish his task to do the will of his Father. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 and verse 18. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me. So let's summarize now the second main point of the central message of the book of Hebrews, and that is answering and detailing what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood so unique. And what makes it so unique is the following, that Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. Yeshua is the express image of the Father. Yeshua is the firstborn of the Father. Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. Yeshua is greater than the angels. Yeshua is greater than Moses. Yeshua is the Son of God. Yeshua is a faithful son of his Father. Yeshua, from his faithfulness to his Father, he's an heir of all things. Yeshua is anointed. Yeshua is the King of Israel, and he rules and reigns from Zion. And Yeshua is Yahweh. The next thing that we're going to examine is what does Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood do for the believer? What does it accomplish for the believer? And 
Hebrews chapter 5, 6, and 7 highlights and states that Yeshua is our Melchizedek priest. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 10, called of God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Yeshua made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 21, at the end of the verse, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so what did Yeshua Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood do for the believer? Well, Yeshua purged our sins. Hebrews in chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. God has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son when he had by himself purged our sins. That is because it's the blood of Yeshua that takes away our sin. Matthew chapter 26, verses 27 and 28. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. We can see how it's the blood of Yeshua that takes away our sin from Romans chapter 3, verses 24 through 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him who believes in Yeshua. We can see how the blood of Yeshua takes away our sin in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, as it is written, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 it is written, and from Yeshua Messiah who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. It is the blood of Yeshua that makes reconciliation between God and man. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 it is written that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 it is written, and having made peace through his blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say whether they be in earth or things in heaven. We are to follow Yeshua's Torah. In Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 it is written, wherefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling consider the high priest of our profession Messiah Yeshua. Then in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7, wherefore as the Holy Spirit says today if you will hear his voice. So we're to hear the voice, follow the voice of Yeshua our high priest. What does it mean to hear the voice of God? It means to follow his Torah. We can see this from Deuteronomy in chapter 30 verse 10 as it is written, and you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which are written in this book of the Torah. Yeshua's sheep know his voice. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear his voice. In Psalm chapter 95 
think verse 7, it is written, He is our God and we are the people of his pasture. Today, if you will hear his voice. Yeshua said in John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. And he said, his sheep hear his voice and follow him. John chapter 10, verse 27. Disobedience to following Yeshua's Torah, hearing his voice, will not allow us to enter into his rest that he has for us, that he makes available to us. We see this from Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, verses 10 and 11, as it is written. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, They do err in their heart. How did they err in their heart? They had a stony heart. And because they erred in their heart... Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, The Book of Hebrews, Yeshua, our Melchizedek Priest. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.